What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Geeks and hey. Company. Another episode of the Geek Boutique Podcast. That's right. Your favorite geeky podcast is back live 7 p.m. Eastern Time every week right here on YouTube. That is for the folks that are listening to us on their favorite podcast podcast platform. Because that's right. If you don't want to actually watch your mugs, you can go listen to us later as of tomorrow on your favorite podcast platform. I love looking at your mugs. Hey, we appreciate that because we love looking at yours tonight. That's right, folks. You heard that correct. We've got a special guest tonight. We've got Mr. Aaron, half the Married Makers, here with us today. How you doing, Aaron? Thanks for joining us. I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you so are very, very welcome. Get on the show. Yeah, I, I mean, we've we've talked to you live from the con floor. Mm-hmm. We've me and you have been on multiple shows on Cosplay Alliance. We did yep. uh, Armor Talk. We did a one-hour prop challenge. We yep, did yep. a bunch of stuff. But yep. you've never actually been on the show. No, no, not yet. So, so it's the first time I'm officially yep. live on the Geek Boutique Podcast. So thanks for joining us, man. No problem. No problem. As always, this dude over here who's now trying to regrow the facial hair because it's Come so freaking epic. <laughs> Mr. Messiah Complex Cosplay. How you doing, Jeff? I'm wonderful, man. I am still on a high. For those of you that don't know, JS and I have a brand new segment, a brand new show called The After Show, and we recorded two of them earlier today talking about The Mandalorian and Star Trek Picard. So make sure you check those out, guys, because uh, it gets a little bit uh, it gets a little thick and heavy when we're talking about oh, those two shows. No spoilers for The Mandalorian. I haven't nope. caught up yet. Nope. I haven't caught no, up yet. No, no worries. Either. Then don't go watch The After Show. Yeah, watch, don't go watch The After Show. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 watch yeah. the episode, then yeah. go watch The After Show. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, okay, okay. I'm still a little hyped because we stopped recording those like literally like an hour and a half ago or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. So, yeah. You know what? Picard. Picard. Uh, I am so loving Picard. I mean, it's Aaron. You're not into Trek, are you? Uh, I was. I watched Next Gen when I was like a kid in the '90s yeah. with my dad because my dad was into it. Um, yeah. Wendy's more into Star Trek than I am. Her mom mm. was all about the original series. Mm-hmm. We actually have the entire original series on old VHS. Nice. Um, Ooh, yeah. Nice. So uh, yeah. I I do like it. And I, I remember like when that came the, out. The old movies were great. Um, I'm, Wrath of Khan scared the crap out of me as a kid. I used to sleep like this because the the, <laughs> the, ear the earworms. Yeah, yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, my brother would like sneak up and kind of like tickle my ear sometimes just to freak me out. <laughs> as brothers do, yeah. Yeah, as they do. So, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, it, but I still I still like Star Trek. You know, it's it's fun. But I was I was always more of a Star Wars uh, kind of kid. I just want to apologize as well ahead of time for this absolute disaster whirlwind of a basement I have. We're in the middle of renovations and everything is stored and just. There's a reason I film up here, bud. You should see my basement. <laughs> I'm in a corner. This is literally a corner. If you saw everything out there, it's trash. So yeah, don't. You're fine. You're totally. No, good. Jeff is actually in a closet, but I'm... Know, that's okay. That's his Harry Potter room. That's yeah. where they shove me when I'm doing the podcast. So they don't have to listen to me. We've got a bunch of people already on the stream and not possible saying casting you guys on our TV. Woo. I mean, yeah. that's I don't know how big your TV is, but that can get Oof. a little scary. Uh, Shadow Storm is here. Steve Jones is here. Mr. Keith is here. How's it going, Keith? I, I saw you join earlier, but I don't think we had a chance to say hi. Um, how's all my five people tonight? There you go. How are you guys? Yeah, my favorite us. people. Hey, there's a bit life crisis. Oh, I could. Oh, look, JS. I can do this now. Yeah. 
Ah, there you go. Makari so, Cosplay from Midlife Cosplay. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. Oh, okay. Shadow Storm. Your basement looks better than my craft room. It's a bomb 24-7. You should see my workshop. <laughs> is it a is it a craft room if it's not a disaster though? Let's be fair. Exactly. Like, how serious are you are about your craft? If you don't have at least not. two or three projects going on at yeah, once, and then right? you have to like push one aside to get a piece to another one and push that. Yeah, aside. yeah. it's it's then supposed it's not to really be a craft room or a shop. No, it's organized chaos. It's, it's exactly what it's supposed to be right. Uh, when you Dean, make, there, you make, there, right? Is there what's going on? Yeah, I mean, right, yeah. you're always making something. You, you making always takes priority over cleaning. Yeah. Then you spend a good week or so cleaning afterwards and and then it looks me, immaculate yeah. for like three days day. not <laughs> even man like a day or something yeah and then if we're both when we're both working in the shop at the same time on different projects that's when it gets chaotic oh yeah that's yeah. spicy Ooh. Yeah. so your shop Ooh. is in your basement uh no so we no? Act, um uh we, so we moved up to barry a few years back and we bought yeah. a and it has a single car garage yeah. And we extended it by 30 feet back into our backyard. So oh, we wow. have like a 45 foot long garage attached to the house. Uh, it's what, uh, what's the standard width for a single car garage? Like 13, 14 feet, maybe? Uh, some, yeah, perhaps. Feet, something like yeah. that. So it's about that wide and like 45. I'm not even sure back. it's that wide. A single this car guy's garage, living I the dream. I, like but, you have a single car garage that you've basically transformed into your cosplay into work a area. Giant more shop. than more than doubled the length that's of it. Like, and then that's some then Batman I, level shit right there, man. Like that's <laughs> awesome, dude. That's, that's not bad. Dream. Yeah. That's and then uh, we have a room uh, in our basement just around the corner here where uh, it's right by our uh, furnace. It's like our furnace room, but it's pretty big and unfinished. Like 3D and 3D printing uh, room? Yeah, we have our rows of printers going on there, our laser cutter. Yeah. Hopefully one day our CNC and our cosplay storage and all that stuff. So that is a bombshell too. I can't show you guys that. It's too well, much. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what Andrew's saying. Cleaning the project room is a project. Yeah, that's exactly. Absolutely correct, yeah. No yeah, I should make like a time lapse video of uh, from like my security cameras of me cleaning my shop or something, and just comp that together. That would be fun. I guarantee you that would people would watch that. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh yeah, it would just feel oh, so yeah. pointless because you're gonna. It's one of those. It's like the guy that paints the Golden Gate Bridge. By the time he's got to the other end of it, the first you're end of it start needs over to be again. painted again, right? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. by the time you get to the far end of the room, you're gonna look back and go, oh, "I've already done the terrible things. It's already a mess again." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just cycle it through. Yeah, hey, Aaron, for the people that are listening that may not know who you are, mm -hmm. tell them a little bit about yourself, who the married makers are. Sure. What do you guys uh, do? Well, uh, my wife, Wendy, and I, Aaron, are uh, part of the we – have, we have a small company called The Married Makers. Uh, we do cosplay, prop making, 3D printing specifically is our specialty. Um, one of the things we also specialize in is 3D modeling uh, for 3D printing. Uh uh, I used to be in animation for about a decade, 3D animation. Uh, that's where I got my modeling from. And Wendy is still a modeler in 3D animation. She's working for a game studio right now, working on a super secret, super awesome game. Um, yeah, but we do props. Um, for a while uh, during the lockdown, we did props for some TV shows in Toronto. Um, being in animation, I knew some producers, and they found out that we started this company. So I started doing props for some TV shows. Uh, we do commission, uh, we used to do commissions for cosplay, not so much anymore. Um, so right now we're just working on some sponsored work from, uh, Rust-Oleum Canada. 
check out Rustolium Canada. They are great. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's that's basically what we do. You're a maker. You've used Rustolium products. Actually, you probably use them every time you make something. Yeah, pretty You're much. Using they one sort of Rustolium product. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I love that new spray handle. Oh. Turns your can into a spray gun. That's genius. I need to go yeah. pick me one of those up because I mean. Yeah. That feels like a game changer to me. I bought one like three, four years ago, well before our sponsor. And I was like, how was this not a thing like years ago? It's it's because you know what I'm talking about. You when you're when you're spraying for hours and hours with different cans, it doesn't matter if you have new ergonomic grips on the spray can, you get that uh yep. Tetris finger or the mm -hmm. you know, the old arcade finger, right? No, and but that the, attachment the and, it, and it turns it into like basically almost like a hose. Uh, it's yeah. like, yeah, that's it's just that's like a, what's it called? A HVLP gun or it's just like yeah. a regular spray gun. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it works yeah, amazingly. Genius. Yep. Yeah. And it's cheap. It's, yeah, not, it's, like, it's like 15 bucks. Yeah. They're not expensive, but they're a yeah. lifesaver on your fingers, man. That's oh, so I can't tell you how many times I've had to like switch to my thumb to spray, switch to my other hand, and then my honey, thumb. Honey, I'm then... thumb spraying again, honey. Yeah. Honey, I'm having exactly. a thumb spray. Yeah. 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 And then so, Aaron, are you week. are you doing this full time now? Uh, about part time. So Wendy works full time doing yeah. for animation. Uh, I was doing full time, and then um, we had our first baby. Mm -hmm. She's two now, so I watch her three days a week. Then she goes to daycare for two days a week. So I watch her full um, all day, and then um, the day she's at daycare and after she goes to bed is when I usually work on stuff. So it's like not full time, like half time, part time, mm -hmm. and um, hopefully uh, in the future when she's a little older, she can go to daycare full time or school, and both kids are in school or something. We can. Uh, what a flattering photo. <laughs> we can uh, awesome. move on and try and focus on more full time stuff. I was full time for a while when Wendy was on mat leave with our first kid, but uh, when she got off of it, she went back to work uh, full time. Um, it is so, a good job, but it fiscally made more sense for her to work full time. Right. So hang on. So uh, I'm always curious about this. So she works full time. You work part time. You've got yeah. a two year old, and you've got one on the way. Yeah. Where in the name of all that is decent and holy do you guys find the time to put together this dope ass stuff? and show it off at cons that's bananas uh well there's this thing we don't really do it's called sleep well yeah okay. uh, <laughs> sleep's overrated anyway but yeah. you'll sleep when you're dead it's fine yeah exactly um i i'm one of those people that actually i can function fairly well with like maybe three hours of four hours of sleep i'm not saying i do that all the time but when the crunch when it's the unhealthy Aaron. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like last year we did those trophies for fan expo their cosplay contest yeah and everything's going great and then mid-june i broke i don't know if you saw but i broke my arm oh that's I right i remember yeah, i was like rock climbing and my elbow literally bent the wrong way hey, uh, like yeah. i have a scar uh, you can see the scar there yeah yeah Yeah, i had surgery and i had they yeah. almost replaced my elbow yeah, you just and... you just don't do anything halfway do you Aaron? no i i know I, I'm, I'm not a half-assed kind of guy <laughs> go bigger go all home, the way right? yeah ah. um yeah so uh I mean, everything was going great, and then I break my arm, so I couldn't work for so long, and so I had to either direct Wendy how to do things while wearing like a bag over my cast, uh, like a few feet away. <laughs> uh, but then eventually, I'm in a cast, and I'm, yeah. I'm, and I have like a, 
I have a sleeve and a bag over me and I'm just sanding with one hand and I have stuff vice down. Like, but that's when I had to had the con crunch and I got my cast off two weeks before fan expo last year and we were running a booth. So we had to, that's right. You had a booth as well. So yeah, I think we came over during one of the lives. I think we had a briefly when we did one of the lives. Yeah. I remember that because we were just down the, the row from you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to prepare my props for the booth. Well, both Wendy and I did, uh, we had to finish making those trophies for the grand finale for the cosplay contest. Uh, it was just nuts. It was like chaos. It was absolute chaos, but it's one of those things, you know, you got, if you got to do what you got to do. And plus it's like a passion, right? If I didn't love this so much, I would be like, man, I'm done. I don't want to do it, <laughs> you know? So it's not, it's not easy work. People think it's easy, but no, no, it's, it's exhausting work. And, and it's, I, I, I want to go back, sorry, to the trophies for a minute. Sure. Yeah. Um, you were basically commissioned to make all of the trophies for the Fan Expo Masters of Cosplay. That's correct. How many total trophies were there? So there was eight qualifying trophies. That one, the Maple Leaf Qualify, was for the qualifier at Fan Expo. Uh, shout out to Cray Critter, who won that. She's amazing. You should look her up. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had people from eight different Fan Expo cons across North America. They There was like Philadelphia, Dallas, Denver, Orlando, Calgary, uh, Boston. I don't remember the other ones. And then this one. And then they flew them all in and then there's the grand finale and there's the grand finale winner and then the runner up. So there's 10 total. So right. that one you just saw was the qualifier and then the, um, the grand finale trophy. I don't think I actually posted that on Instagram. We should, uh, but they're a little different. Um, and I had to, yeah, they were ones. all a little bit different, weren't they? Yeah. So the qualifiers had different colors because each yeah. convention, like, like That's Dallas and Denver are color, purple yeah. and like, you know, Calgary's red, Toronto's red. And so they had the name, like the Maple Leaf qualifier, the Stampede qualifier for Calgary, uh, Sunshine qualifier for Orlando. And um, so they had the different names, the different colors, and then the different plates. And then uh, they the, qual- the grand finale trophies were like taller and they had the name runner up or grand finale winner. And uh, they were like gold and silver. So I saw how you made these. And, and you know what? It's still here, so I'm going to bring it back up here. Because mm-hmm. people need to understand, you made these from scratch. Yes. So uh, I came up with the, um I actually reached out to Fan Expo because I'm like, hey, you know what? I want to try making trophies. Um, I'm sure everyone here knows Vulpin, Vulpin Props. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do amazing, a lot of cool trophies. amazing work. So um, I had the privilege of um, getting to know Harrison, who runs Vulpin Props. Um, at like BlizzCon and DragonCon and stuff. And I met him through work when I was at Henchman. And Wendy and I got to know him and his partner. And they're so cool. Like he's just such a cool down-to-earth guy. And I was like, he makes boss-ass trophies. I want to try making a trophy. See if I can do it. Nowhere near his level, but I want to get there. And so I reached out to Fan Expo. And I, because we had, uh, I had a little bit of a, uh, contact with with them from uh 2019 when we were guests and we've done panels for them before so i said hey i'm curious are you guys looking for a trophy maker because we would love to do trophies for your cosplay contest and they said you know what we're actually shopping for someone right now so send us some concepts (laughs) so i spent a couple days i just went to i went to our 3d program maya and i just whipped up a few 3d concepts 
and of uh, different qualifier trophies and then different grand finale winner trophies. And I said, I, th I rendered them out really quick. And I said, here's what I think it, it's going to look like. This is what I think it's going to be made out of. And we basically had like these big design spreadsheets um, of what they would look like. And they chose the ones they liked and they said how many they wanted. And I gave them a quote and that's, that's how it happened. And you so, had never made trophies of any kind before? Like this was just no. something you saw somebody else do and you were like, that's cool. I want to try that. And you went to the biggest yeah. convention in Canada for the year. And you were like, second biggest in North America too. Yeah. I want to make your trophies. And they were like, yeah, go ahead and do it. And you just did all this on the fly. Like this is just something you just did. I, I don't do things half-assed. No, you sure I, don't. I, I'm, I'm the type of person where I like to throw myself into it and learn as I, like I already knew how to mold and cast the basics like not basics but I knew pretty decent molding and casting skills but I've never worked with crystal pretty clear. basic molding and casting <laughs> skills have you okay. not seen what the, the stuff that this guy makes <laughs> hold on but help help us plebs out us peasants like I'm yeah. assuming I'm hoping maybe I'm wrong I'm hoping it wasn't just this was your very first attempt and it came out perfect like please tell me this went through some stages before you got yeah, to a finalized so product so this this uh, stuff is called crystal clear, the the clear resin, and um, it's difficult to work with. is pricey as hell. Um, so the first one I made was for, uh, I want to say Pennsylvania, um, and um, I went through. I did a couple tests. I did one test, like a test pour, and it came out okay-ish. And then I went through two more before that. Because, well, I did a couple tests and they didn't work out well. And I was like, crap, we need a pressure pot. And that's like a thousand dollar investment right there. So I'm like, right. all right, we're getting a pressure pot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and wow. Okay. So just like uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, you were committed like, at that point, right? You yeah. Yeah. Now. Well, you they, can do so much work with resin, though. I mean, oh, yeah. that's going to pay yeah. for itself in no time. So. Oh, it already paid for itself, right? Yeah. Like the, the job paid for it. And, and then we had to get like a, a better vacuum chamber for yeah to get the bubbles out of of our resins uh and our like silicone and stuff like that and um the base is this new material called matrix drive and it's like it's like really really hard and sturdy um uh but it's really heavy which is nice so it gives you that extra weight but yeah i went through like and it's easy to cut three. and sand too isn't it yeah it's pretty easy to sand uh cutting it's pretty good too it doesn't really chip or crack mm -hmm. um but yeah, I went through about two or three, two, I think, finals of the Pennsylvania one. Right. Um, before I got the one that I sent into them. Yep. Um, because it was just like a shit show. <laughs> like little things <laughs> that I, because I never worked with clear before. Actually, right. well, I've cast with clear stuff, but not this stuff. And mm. I've never had something floating inside because there's nothing mm. on either side. It's just floating in there. That yeah, was how were you thing. able to accomplish that? Like, I'm curious. Um, so we is two and a half pours. So we did. We got our mold. We did uh, the first pour, I and see. then we just placed the plates in place. And I put like a tiny bit just to basically glue it down, mm -hmm. and then I put more on top. But the problem was, for the first couple, they kept shifting. When you put the pressure pot on, I was up to about, I put it set it to about sixty psi. Mm -hmm. So. Like sixty pounds per it was square. So inch. much pressure. So that it was if it's not the... perfectly level, even though it was mm -hmm. the the thing was as level as I could make it, even if it's off by a fraction, like uh like half a millimeter, not even that much weight, it'll slide it. So 
and it's like an eight hour cure, right? So I put this in and I put the pressure pot on, I pour it all in eight hours later and it's all slid to the side and it's uneven. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, this is driving no! me nuts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it also heats when it, um, it's, uh, uh, it heats up when it cures, like gets super heated. So one of them I put in and it actually got so heated, it bubbled the paint underneath. Oh, no way. So, so I had to, I had to get like this clear coat, uh, shellac to clear, uh, to, but the problem is with that paint, um, the paint I was using, uh, was certain shellacs or clear coats would not make it shiny or metallic or it would dissolve it. Mm. Um, so I had to find the special one, like water-based stuff and I had to airbrush it and, oh man, it was, See, that's what I'm talking about. So like that, that helps us guy. Cause I watch, uh, Evan and Caitlin. I don't know if you guys know who Evan and Caitlin are. Oh, I love are. them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. On YouTube. So they work with oh, resumes yeah, yeah, all I know who they the are. time and they've got a great shirt. It just says make, yeah. fail, make, fail, make, yeah. fail. And that's that there's a process. And I don't think a lot of people like fully appreciate or even understand the process. Cause we look at this trophy and we're like, dude, that is dope. And you're like, do you know what I had to do? to get yeah. it so that it looks like this so i really wanted to pick your brain and kind of get a process through so us peasants would be like he didn't just wake up one morning kids and just make this like it's a <laughs> thing it's a process he's a skilled artisan that took time to figure out how to do this i oh, I, yeah. I, I i mean dude that thing looks dope like fan expo must have been jazzed to have these trophies from you guys like that's crazy to yeah me. they said they loved them they actually asked me to remake them this year slightly updated Nice uh, to make more for this year, but uh, we decided not to take on the project with the baby coming, and uh, we have that new, our new sponsorship with Rustoleum. Check out Rustoleum Canada. Um, <laughs> plug, plug, Every plug, time plug, we're going to mention Rustoleum, got to keep them happy. They're, they've yeah, been so yeah, great to us, so yeah, yeah. They're, they're amazing. Uh, and they but, legitimately uh, have dope product too. It's not like you're do. shilling like, yeah. for just somebody that's yeah. I'm not just. Yeah, this isn't like World of Tanks. Check no, out World no. of Tanks. Like if you're no a maker that. and you're cosplay yeah. and you painted or sealed yeah. or primed anything, you've used Rustoleum product. I guarantee. Yeah, exactly. You, so. But yeah. Uh, so we're so busy with the, uh with our contract with them and like I said, the baby and I want to do more personal projects because last year those trophies consumed like five about six months of my life. It would have been about three or four, but I broke my arm. So right, yeah, that'll that'll do it. That'll do it every time. Yeah, yeah clearly somebody else watches uh, Evan and Caitlin as well. There's their little resin time song that they like to sing before it's resin time. Yeah, yeah so I get it. Uh, Rustoleum always is what Steve is saying as well. Yeah, dude, there's no way, man. Like if there's a, a, a it's it's like it's like Warbler. It's like a, an EVA felt like if if you're into cosplay and you make shit, you're probably using Rustoleum products, right? Yeah. So, and so let's help let's help let's help Aaron plug Rustoleum. We're not yeah. we're not getting anything by the way for the Rustoleum plug like Aaron is. We're just I mean Rustoleum. I mean if you want to help out the channel, I mean feel free to get in touch well, with us. I mean, but you know, we'll, we'll uh, I'm going to pitch you for free way. here. Um yeah. Aaron, I've noticed lately you've been using Rustoleum leak seal. Yes. Um I had gotten into the habit of using Rustoleum peel coat. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm uh, a lot of people use Plasti Dip. I was about to say, is that in place of a Plasti Dip? Is that what yes. you're doing? Okay. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's a uh, better version of Plasti Dip. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? I mean, have you used the peel coat? And do you know what the difference is between peel coat and, and yep. the, the leak so, seal? So I actually still have a whole bunch of peel coat. Um, I bought a whole bunch of stock because it's so cheap in the States. Mm -hmm. And it's like four fifty a can in the That's States. That's crazy. It's, it's $30 here now. For a can? 
Yeah. It's because I think they're phasing out. They have a new type of um, peel coat. Oh, I think it's someone's bedtime. Oh. Really, really oh. Uh, good night. Kiss. <laughs> I have a kiss. Good night. Bye, that's Lily. So yeah, so for peel coat, um, I used used it a lot, and then when we uh, we met up with Rustolium and a bunch of other cosplayers a few years back before the lockdown uh, in late 2019, and they were they wanted to reach out to cosplayers and say, hey, we we learned from uh, uh, our employee uh, Dana the Sloth. She's mm -hmm. she used to work for Rustolium. Oh really? Uh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, she and she organized this whole thing. Uh, shout out to Dana; she's amazing. Um, they said, "What other products do you guys use? What would you like to see?" Blah blah blah. And and we had a little like sit down and talked about their products. And they said, "Do you guys use Leak Seal?" And uh, Dana's like, "Well, I use it all the time." And I was like, "Well, I use Peel Coat." And the so the benefit of Leak Seal is it's a taller can, so you get more, and it's mm -hmm. they're like. 14 bucks for a can or 16 bucks for a can really canadian yeah and also um leak seal is meant for like literally sealing leaks in your roof or your windows or whatever so peel coat peels off right so leak seal will not peel off leak seal so, is permanent yeah yeah it'll seal it yeah mm. so it, it works great and um i found depending on how well heated uh, how well you heat the can uh, the temperature, what you're spraying in, um, the distance of your spray, you can get different textures with the leak seal. So you can get a nice smooth uh, coat, but if you go a little closer, maybe a slightly heavier spray, but nice and even, you can actually get like a bumpy, like if you want like a rough, like pig iron type texture mm -hmm. or like a rough metal texture or some like bark or something, it can work for that too. So you have a nice uh, variety in that. Uh, I think so it comes in a clear it. and a black too, correct? Black, brown, clear, and maybe white. There you go. Um, yeah. Although, it comes in white, different yeah. Colors. Yeah, yeah. I've heard clear is not so bueno for uh, for cosplay stuff. It doesn't. That makes but sense. Um, but uh, the black, I'll, I'll stand by black. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> <It's great. laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to try it. I mean, I've been adamant about about uh, peel coat. Um, it was so much better when I switched to peel coat. It made my life so much easier. I hated Plasti Dip. Not oh, only yeah. does Plasti Dip really, 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 really stink, um, it's, it's very hard to get a nice, smooth texture from the yeah. Plasti Dip. Mm -hmm. It's got to be the perfect temperature outside, and there's got to be the no wind, and there's got to be the can has to be the perfect temperature, and you have to be at the perfect distance, and it's very temperamental. Oh, yeah. coat didn't matter what you do it's going to give you a nice finish every time so i'm i'm curious about leak seal now i'm gonna to have to try it out and and mm -hmm. see how oh, it, it does great uh, I, can you talk a little bit about what you're, you're doing with rustolium or is that oh the um those those gang uh i can't say the name but uh well we're trying to avoid saying pokemon names because it's another fair enough IP. but the, yep. the helmets i call spooky purple boy yeah, spooky boy helmets that I've been posting the last mm -hmm. couple months, uh, with like the visor and everything. Uh, visor, dude, talk about the visor. Talk about okay. how you went yeah. about making the visor because you just posted a reel today that kind of shows the whole process from beginning yeah. to end. And dude, so the that work one this guy goes through is <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was a it was a journey uh, learning, but I learned doing my final space helmet. Actually, you can see. 
there. Yeah. He's all the way back in the corner. Um, Is this one here, Gary? Yeah, it's Gary. Yeah. So uh, I originally learned how to do the vacuum forming for lenses doing Gary. And um, so just like Gary uh, from Final Space, I um, so I'm, I modeled everything in 3D. Uh, I, I made a buck for the lens. And for those of you who don't know, a buck is just like the object you put down over a vacuum former that it forms to. Um, so it's the negative. Yeah, it's basically the negative like an, of, yeah. what, of what exactly. you're trying to make. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a better way of it's like, yeah, it's like a reverse mold or the negative. Um, so, but I, uh, I like that a reverse mold. That's yeah. so, um, what when you're when the one thing I, I learned when I was doing Gary, the Gary helmet was I, f I forgot to compensate for the thickness of the plastic because when mm -hmm. you're forming over the buck, the plastic of the thickness of the plastic has to be taken into account. Wow, so otherwise, make your buck a little bit smaller yeah, to so compensate. I, so I use one millimeter PETG. So, um, I had to take the the lens, uh, the lens buck I've gotten 3D, and I just shrank it down by a millimeter, mm -hmm. and um, uh, then you, I printed it for the Gary one. I molded and casted it in like UltraCal, uh, which is like a gypsum cement type water based mix. Uh, but for uh, the uh, helmet I'm working on now for Rustoleum, I just used ABS plastic. Uh, it has a higher heat resistance, and then there's this high heat spray that you uh, Rustoleum has um, for engines. It can resist like I think it's like a thousand degrees Fahrenheit or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's a ludicrous amount. Um, uh, so going for like a hundred and thirty degrees Celsius on on a vacuum form is like nothing. <laughs> so I just sprayed it with this high heat resistance thing. You have to bake it a little bit to to activate the properties in the paint. So that thing was not going anywhere. And then, um, so just so I understand, so you 3D printed your buck, you finished yeah. it nice and smooth, you sprayed it with this high heat coating yeah. that you have to bake for a little bit. Yeah. And then now, I mean, it's it's completely heat resistant up to whatever the coating is resistant to. Uh, yeah. So the thing, the the plastic will melt before the coating. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that, that, yeah, eh? that's how high heat resistant that that paint is. Um, I don't really need it. It was a little overkill, but I just wanted to be cautious because I'm like, I don't want to destroy this. I don't want to ruin it or mess up because it's been a couple years or about a, yeah, about a couple years since I've, I vacuum formed. So I didn't want to mess things up. Um, How so many pulls did you have to do before you got that nice so, final one you have in the video? First try, I got it. But then I'm like, I'm going to try and make some more. It could be a little better because I'm a perfectionist. And I went through six and they all messed up. I tried changing <laughs> really, the buck. Eh? I tried, I tried changing my temperatures. I tried changing how how long I heated it for. I tried I uh, if you see if you saw the video, you'll see I put a little frame around the buck mm -hmm. before. That's to get rid of the wrinkles because wrinkles because there's uh, there's sharp corners in it. These wrinkles shoot up the of up the lens when you form it. Um, so you put that little frame around it to stop these wrinkles coming up. Um, I tried changing that. I tried all these different things and I was like, I'm just going to stick with the first one. You know, I was just wasting material at that point, trying to be a perfectionist. And Wendy's like, just use that one. <laughs> it's just fine. use it. <laughs> yeah. So it worked. And, and then, then you I went and tinted it. Tinted it. Yep. So there's, um, uh, it's a, it's a fabric dye, a polyester dye called RIT, RIT fabric dye. Mm -hmm. And PETG is polyester, polyethylene 
something something and so it's polyester in it and it works perfectly you just dip it in and uh at a certain temperature and uh it just dyes it i did a few dips uh wash it with some cold water and then i just mirror chromed it with some uh rust-oleum mirror coat <laughs> used for making mirrors <laughs> And it works, it, and you can see through it. Uh, people have and been you can messaging still see me. see through it. That's awesome. Yeah, I got a. We've got quite a few messages and a couple of comments on our post saying, "Can you see through it?" Same with the Gary. Can you see through it? I'm like, yeah, you can see. I've been meaning to make a post about it. Um, actually, I wonder if I have the lens here. I can hold up to the camera, but I don't think I do. I think it's in the garage. It's in the shop somewhere. Um, but yeah, you can totally see through it. Obviously, it's a little cloudy, but it's you can see. Yeah. So that's that's that works great, but it's it's nice because again when I was making that Gary uh, helmet, I was pretty confident in making everything, and then I'm like, how the hell am I gonna make this lens? So I just started researching and you know like punished props, and then I started looking up professional vacuum formers and all these different tutorials, and I just I'll spend days just reading on stuff. And I'm like, okay, I have a good idea, and then I built my own vacuum form machine, um, and then I. Uh, tried it so you out. ended up building your own yeah yeah there's a video on my on our insta that's like a couple years old um of my first use of it but i i've never actually posted a video of the making of i recorded everything on how i made it i just never we never put it got buried it got buried somewhere i gotta maybe post some stuff on that it's made out of like old patio heaters and vacuum and scrap wood <laughs> But it works. It works great. I mean, it seems to work perfectly fine. I'm assuming you're yeah. using like the the Builderan method with a shop vac and yep, yep, wood frame. And did yep. you drill all your holes yourself, or did you buy? I drilled all my holes oh, myself. Oh my god! I, if yeah. you guys don't know what a vacuum forming machine is, is it's basically a machine where you heat your plastic, and again, like Aaron was explaining it, you create a buck, and then when you lower your plastic over the buck. You have a vacuum pulling the plastic down, sucking yeah. it down. That's why it's called vacuum forming. Uh, so the base is all little holes. How many holes do you have? How big is your table? Uh, the forming area is about uh, 38 inches by 30, or um, 40 inches by 40 inches. Oh, but, shit. Uh, yeah, how many uh, holes did you have to drill? Oh, God. Uh, a lot. Basically <laughs> forty by forty. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you have a drill yeah. press or is it all by hand? Uh, I had, I had one of those. Um, it's like for a hand drill. It's it's like it keeps your, keeps it perpendicular. It's like yeah, a stand yeah. that you can. It's like I have a drill press, but it won't fit. It's so big. Yeah, it's right? too big. But yeah, fair the, enough. The throat on the drill press is not deep enough or wide enough or whatever. And yeah, yeah. I've tried using. So someone just said pegboard. You can use pegboard, but the holes are too big. Mm -hmm. um, they they work for small things, but if you want really high quality, you need smaller holes. Gives you a better suction. Um, um, and if you really want it done professionally, Pete, like uh, when I was at Henchman, they had a perfect like a real vacuum uh, vacuum former, and they had like a they have a vacuum, but they use that just to create a vacuum in this giant tank, basically like an old compressor tank or something. Yeah, and then they just flip a switch, and the vacuum goes. And yeah, it just, just boom, it just pulls yeah. it all right out. Yeah. It's like it's like an alien where they suck the alien out of the side of the. He'll <laughs> just it's it's strong as hell. Um, 
Yeah, probably, yeah. probably get good, good, uh, good pulls with that. Oh yeah, yeah, you can get, yeah, you can get some good stuff. And actually, I've been researching how to do more um, different types of vacuum forming, where you have the buck, but then you also have another negative on top, and you basically sandwich it as you vacuum form. And oh yeah, but I don't, I don't do it enough, needed enough to do, uh, to do make an extensive one like that. This is what works for my purposes. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing, right? I mean, you build what works for you. If you ever have a need for something bigger, that's I'm just gonna build something bigger, right? <laughs> well, that's half the fun of what what I of doing this is like. Okay, I want to do this, but I need this tool. Yeah, I can make that. I, I can make it, and it's it's like I mean I don't make it well, but it does the job well <laughs> enough. I mean, as long as it works, right? Yeah, yeah. like it, it works well enough, and sometimes you'll make some mistakes and sometimes you can turn those mistakes into something good um in one of my recent videos uh i don't know if you saw the one where i'm like hooking up my uh spray booth so i built a spray booth yes. and i'm hooking it up to a window in my garage mm -hmm. so the back of our shop we have another garage so we have two garages like two weeks ago two garage doors last week, yeah two weeks yeah ago? it was a few weeks ago yeah so um so the the back of our garage has it's has windows in it and I was like, okay, I wonder if I can like just run this tube out the window to exhaust. I don't want to open the door. It was still yeah, totally exhaust out. right out the window. Yeah, yeah. And so I was taking it out, and the window shattered. I'm like, shit. <laughs> uh, and then I see a warning on the window, and it says, "Caution: When you take this out, it might fall and shatter because it just pops <laughs> right out." But I didn't Oopsie. see it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, we have a broken window and our garage is now exposed. So now I have, I built uh, basically like a frame adapter and put that in the place of the window so I could just hook up uh, the exhaust directly to oh. it. So, and then yeah. I just, I plug it up with some wing nut. Like I have an, a door that plugs it up with some wing nuts and I just close that. And when I need to, I just take the door out. I hook up the, um, the exhaust to that and it just works fine. So I'm like, and Wendy's like, oh, that's cool. That's a great idea. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I didn't tell <laughs> yeah. you. Totally like, an on purpose idea. Why is there glass, glass on the floor? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why is there glass over there? Yeah, and yeah. why is the window shattered? And the I'm like, oh, above. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Circumstances that have nothing related to this cool idea I had. <laughs> so Shadowstorm said MacGyver cosplay solutions. That was more of a Magoo cosplay solution <laughs> for the older Amen. generations who know Mr. Magoo. Yeah. <laughs> If it looks dumb but it works, it's not dumb. That's that's my that's my motto for a lot of stuff in life. So exactly, that was the yeah. motto in animation. Yeah. If it looks if it looks right, it is right. Who cares yep. what it yep. looks like behind the scenes? Well, exactly. that's the thing, right? If it works, it works. That's that's mm -hmm. what's important. No one looks I, at the back of the back the 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 cross stitching. No one looks at the back of it. You no, know, exactly. See in the front, so it's all good. exactly exactly. Uh, <laughs> we've got some uh, questions from the internet. Okay. Uh, Jen is queuing some up. Well, here we go. Uh, how did you guys learn a 3D model, the prints? Any tips for people wanting to start? I mean, that's a good point. I mean, you kind of said earlier, you were in 3D animation, so that you already had a modeling background. Yeah. Uh, um, so you went to school for 3D modeling, basically. Yeah, I, that's how Wendy and I met um, in 3D. Oh. So we went to Humber College, uh, the North Campus in Rexdale. And... Uh, we met, uh, we were both 17 years old. Uh, we were both living on campus and I met her first night living on campus 
she was on a co-ed floor and I was on like all dudes floor, uh, one floor above. And I met her and she's like, you want to go play Smash Brothers with some friends? I'm like, I love you. <laughs> um, and so we became friends and we learned 3D modeling and through our 3D program. So it was a two-year program. Then we did a one-year post-grad program specializing in gaming um, and uh, uh, TV broadcasting and uh, 3D for TV and broadcasting. And um, so we learned from that and we started working. We graduated, started working in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I, I left the industry in 2018. Um, and Wendy is still in it. Actually, we were talking in the pre-show, Plaid Vader, Sean, that you guys met. He was my boss for years. He's still in 3D. Uh, oh, is he really? Oh, yeah, interesting. So, so Wendy's a modeler, like a prof- 3D modeler. Uh, so she does like character sculpts using ZBrush, like amazing organic looking stuff. Like everything that I can model, she can do better and faster because <laughs> she was like dedicated modeler. Um, right. I did modeling for the first few years of 3D, but I also did rigging, which is like, yeah, like basically putting in like a virtual skeleton so animators can move them around and stuff like that. So they're like the engineers of the animation world. Um, so I did that and I got more into just that. Um, but I still did modeling on the side and I did modeling on for like 3D printing and stuff. Um, so uh, that's how we got into it. And we uh we learned using 3d studio max uh and then we switched over to maya because toronto is now a maya city all the studios here use maya um but uh if people want to learn i would recommend blender it's free it's a free program they have a big online community you can find endless tutorials for free online um honestly if people want to get into even 3d animation you don't need to go to school for it anymore like it's for something like that, you don't need to. I would save your money. <laughs> I mean, our program was good. It was a good program, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Baby's asleep. Oh, <laughs> Wendy said the baby's asleep, and she's possibly gonna hop on. Oh, um, there you go. Uh, so how uh, how different? I mean, when you learned to 3D model, it wasn't for 3D printing; it was for animation base. So how how different is it when you're modeling? A character for animation versus something that you're gonna actually physically print and, and wear oh, like man. a helmet or a piece of armor or whatnot. There's there's a there's a huge difference. If you're if you're modeling for animation, the mesh, uh, the like like the wireframe, the mesh has to be super clean, super nice. Because for me to do my job as a rigger, it has to be clean. Otherwise, it can't move properly. It'll blow up. It won't deform properly. Yeah, the top link, and. Um, and uh, for for 3D printing, 3D slicing programs, they don't give a crap how messy your mesh is. It's great. You can you can model something, you can mash it together, you can make it all messy um, as long as it looks good as a whole. And there's no like you know empty cavities on the inside that will mess up your prints or whatever. It'll be it works totally fine. Again, as long as it looks right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah. print. Like if I showed you some of the meshes from like or if you just look up a good mesh from a 3d animated uh like some sort of vfx or studio or cg Mm. studio or whatever you'll look at these beautiful meshes and you'll see what i'm talking about like around the face and the arms and whatever the mesh has to flow a certain way 
if you look at some of the models we've done for 3D printing, it's roughly clean. And then we start adding shit to it, like studs and this and that, and we just slop it on. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. Oh, we God. sure can. See, she doesn't have any issues. She just <laughs> logs on and it Ooh. just works. I'm the smart one. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so late. Oh, that's okay. We completely get it. Thank you Babies. so much for joining us. <laughs> no problem. Babies. Yes. Uh, how old is your first one? She just turned two last week. Oh, wow. I know. Mm, terrible twos. Just like forever ago. Oh my god. <laughs> and then you're. I mean, I think we've said it already. So you're due. I'm due in soon. six weeks. Yeah, yeah, it was real soon. <laughs> May fourth. May fourth. No, no, I'm holding him in on purpose. I can't. I can't subjugate him to a life of May the fourth be with you on his birthday. You have to, I and you have to name him Obi Wan. It's fine. Don't worry, but it's cool. I have some friends born on May the 4th, and they hate it. Even if they love Star Wars, they hate it. So oh, really? I can't do it. Murder to have been born on May the 4th. Are you kidding uh, me? Uh, it's good. I think baby Lando will be very happy he was born on May the 4th. Baby Lando, even better. God. Are we saying hi? Not possible is saying hi, Wendy. Hi. Shadowstorm as well. I finally made it onto a podcast. <laughs> I'm not all echoey, am I? I kind of hear an echo in my headphones, but... Sort yeah, of right beside fine. each other. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're used to, like, we usually game right beside each other. So, no, you, you sound fine. Same. You yeah, sound yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Wendy, we were, uh, we were, oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> A little bit of magic trick there. Uh, um, we're going through some questions from the internet. Uh, oh, nice. We just covered the 3D modeling one. Yeah. Oh, jam. <laughs> um, I, I guess from what Aaron was telling us, you're, you're the real 3D modeler. <laughs> wow. Literally, a, just... <laughs> she's literally a pro. Like, she literally does it for a living. Like, like, Aaron knows how to model. He's a modeler, too. It's just I'm the one who gets paid to model. <laughs> so I do it every day for eight hours. So it's just kind of that makes day. you the pro. That's I'm definitely the pro. Yeah. Yeah. Pro. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's exactly the definition of a professional. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. Literally pays for our mortgage. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, it's just, it started in college and I haven't stopped since. And that was what, like 2008 we graduated. So we, we started in two, almost. It was 18 years ago. I just realized that we 18 met 18 years ago. ago. We started 3D 18 years ago. <laughs> the industry has to have changed a lot in 18 uh, years. I mean, it's like anything else, but 3D modeling, I feel like, has taken such a leap. Even yeah. over the last 10 years, I can only imagine almost 20. And now with AI shit coming out, there's people are... <laughs> it's not, it's not really a big threat. People make it out to be worse than it is for making models and well, stuff like that. But there's stuff where you can take a picture of like a vase or something, and it'll build a 3D model for you, like right on the spot. But you can't use it for anything. Like you could it looks nice, but you can't use it in a production. So so far, I feel not threatened. <laughs> but we'll see. Mm -hmm. But it's been changing very fast. You just got to keep up with the programs and the techniques and everything. But usually a good studio will let you learn it. So it'll give you time to learn all the new stuff. So it's not so bad. Shadowstorm mm -hmm. is asking, and I feel like this is a person that might already know the answer, but is asking, is there any games or movies that you've worked on that we would know of? More, uh, so, more so Aaron. Probably more so me. We worked on different studios and do different stuff. We've so. worked at same the similar studios. Um, like the first job we had out of out of college, 
was for a teletoon show called bolts and blip it came out in 20 or 2009 or something um uh it's pretty small but the biggest thing i've worked on uh do you guys know troll hunters it's mm -hmm. on netflix is del toro uh, del toro show and he mm -hmm. and they have all those other spin-offs so i worked at a studio with sean or plaid vader um uh on a, at arc studios and uh we worked on season one so i did uh, uh, a lot of the rigging on that show and um uh, uh what's the name of that other one it's like a wizard I of Oz. that was done he locally here that's interesting. Toronto is huge. Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver are huge animation cities. They, the government gives American studios so much kickback. Like they get such a big cash kickback that studios come over here all the time because it mm. promotes jobs in the city, promotes jobs in our country. So that's it's, it's good for us. <laughs> they also go into business at a crazy rate. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think there's maybe been four studios I work for that have gone under. Really, yeah. eh? I That's wonder why like that is. Just mismanaged or, like, they work project to project, right? So if there's no project coming up, they just lay everybody off and the studio goes under. It's a terrible business model. <laughs> yeah. So the Oz show that was on Prime uh, is, is called Lost in Oz or Back to Oz. It's about Dorothy's daughter. It started off as uh, one episode or a, a short movie and then it got expanded into a series or a longer movie i don't remember because it got picked up by another studio once it was once it aired actually i won well not me specifically but our studio won a bunch of emmys for that and and troll hunters season one so i actually have a certificate an official emmy certificate with my really name on it and everything. yeah so yeah. you have an emmy Technically, I have like 14 or something like that, but yeah. Really? Yeah. I Dude, mean, that's dope. Not specifically for what I did, but just like best animation or best yeah, still. character work. And that's something I was a part of. So our team yeah. did. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, huh. it's pretty fun. It's, yeah, Bonafide like freaking celebrities with us here tonight, Jeff. I mean, <laughs> holy cow. I say shit. I don't have an Emmy. I don't. I don't even have like you know fifth place in grade school for the talent show. You, your brother's got an Emmy. What the hell? Hey, we've got Reed's. Reed's props plus just joined us, throwing trophies around. Hey, Reed. How's it going, man? <laughs> yeah, uh, animation uh, is pretty monopolized in Toronto. Yeah, there's a few big studios, and they kind of run things and they and they just when they shut down they just open a new one and they open a new one well it's a bit so different you, so now, the community right? probably knows each other a lot right like oh yeah i'm guessing you probably know a lot of the other modelers well for animation in oh, the yeah. city and and you've probably at some point worked with all of them a good chunk yeah we've worked with a lot of people over there. i mean so wendy's been working there for in the industry for 15 years now you meet a lot of people and the cosplay yeah. has a lot of crossover <laughs> as yeah. you would imagine right yeah and so that, that's where we got some of our jobs as the married makers is just a producer from a studio we used to work at reached out knew that we were doing props and was like hey sure i know you and trust you <laughs> like yeah. take this job he so. was actually the producer on that wizard of oz show <laughs> that i worked on uh he, he's a he was fun to work for and yeah he i can't say what the project is i worked on it when was it 2021 
something like that. I worked on it for about seven months. I did a bunch of props for them on and off and the show hasn't aired yet, but I heard it's airing soon. So I can finally reveal some of the, the props I did. It's pretty cool. It was fun stuff. Yeah. You should post some of that as soon as you can. Cause I, I love seeing those things. That's awesome. Uh, I feel like Jen's trying to flag me with her next question here because I keep seeing it blink. Jeff is smiling. I think you're seeing it too. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. saying nothing. I don't know. <laughs> yes, Jen, you can bring the next question on. I can't see what it says here. What are some <laughs> pros and cons cosplay? Oh, wow. Cosplaying as a couple. Maybe I didn't want to ask this one. Uh, oh no, they're both here now. <laughs> this is going to turn into like a couple's therapy uh, podcast. <laughs> So okay. yeah, pros and cons. I mean, there's. I mean, look, you know, Jen doesn't cosplay, but she comes to all the cons. She she heavily involved as well, and we love it. I mean, I love having her there. I mean, for me, I mean, it means the world that my partner is there with me in my passion and the stuff I love to do. But what's your story, you guys? But far enough removed that it's still fun for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, there's definitely pros before I get into the cons. <laughs> well, because we both know what we're doing, which makes it easier. And I can rely on Aaron to do things that I don't know how to do. And he can rely on me and we can work together as a pretty good team. All these buzzwords. <laughs> Cohesion. Interslice. But it's, it's, it's something that we can do together as a couple, which is great that we have a similar interests. But um, the problem with being a couple who does it is that we don't have authority over one another. So if he asks for my opinion on something or I ask his opinion, there's no one in charge who gets the last say. So it'd be like, well, I think I should do it this way, and why well, do I should do it this way? And then that, that could lead to a lot of fights. So yeah. we have a rule now where, like, if you want my opinion, ask for my opinion. And then if oh. we're done, then we're done. No. Apparently, just like I'm bound out of this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, uh, no, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm out. Jeff, Jeff just dropped. No, I'm sure he'll be right back. Uh, do you guys get competitive at all? Yes. With each other, yeah, yeah, you do. Um, well, we don't. We try not to compete directly with things anymore. When we first started dating years ago, and even when we were before we were dating, we we're just friends. We were so competitive. Like, remember, I I told you before when I first met her, we played Smash Brothers. And in my family, growing up with my, I have three brothers. I have a bunch of cousins. We'd always play Smash Brothers, and I was usually the best out of all of them. <laughs> And if oh, that laugh. This, <laughs> that laugh. That <laughs> laugh. And then Wendy's like, you want to play Smash Brothers? And I was like, okay, I'm going to destroy it. She beat me hard. And I'll, it was a, it was a tough pill to swallow. Um, uh, and I was only like 17 at the time, right? You, you're young, young, you're dumb, you're, you're cocky, you're, you think you're the best. And she just beat me, like, I'd say 75% of the time. She just just destroy me in most games. I have two older brothers, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, so you were the good one. <laughs> well, yeah. she, well, she's a good one, but the problem is, I she's she's very competitive, and she's she's one of the guys. 
right? Like most of her friends are guys. So she's always been one of the guys. So when she wins, she's like, in your face. She has to be more aggressive with men. That's just how it and is. Then, <laughs> and then when she loses, she's like, oh, you beat a girl. Congratulations. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> That's the old Wendy. That's old Wendy, yeah. So we don't the really old compete Wendy. on stuff. Um, we also have another rule when we're doing cosplay, like um, – I don't know if you've seen Wendy's Chansey build that she was working on last year, and and my current uh, my current build for Rustoleum. Since it's my build, I will have final say on most things. Even if he's making mistakes, I have even to if I'm making mistakes and let it happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for her stuff, I know something's gonna go wrong. I'll say if you do this, it might not work, and she'll say it's my build. Let me make my own mistakes. So she does. She, uh, I will as well. I'm not saying she only makes mistakes. I make so many mistakes. The hardest part is not to be like, eh, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see that. I, I, at the same time, you know, learning from, I mean, you, you really learn from your mistakes, right? Like if I tell you how to do it, sure, you'll know how to do it. But if you make the mistake, now you'll understand why, right? And it, it's, it's, it is a good learning tool, but I, I, I do get it how sometimes you just want to be. Like, yeah. you know, I've already told you, like, why won't you freaking listen? <laughs> I, think we, I think we all, we both, we both kind of know where our strengths lie too. So it makes it yeah. a bit easier, but yeah, it's hard for not sure. to really get in the way. And there's certain things that like I'll excel in, like she said, our strengths, um, and then she'll excel in, and you just got to learn to accept that like like i told you before i'm the type of guy where i would like to do things myself if i don't know how to do something i'll learn it i'll build the tool to do it i'll do that but sometimes i just gotta accept the fact that someone else can do it better and it's just more efficient so uh we do that so like a lot of modeling stuff um if it's like something organic or something that she can whip out in like a few hours I, i'm not going to be stubborn and say no no i'll do it but it'll take me two days to do. Like I can still do it, but she'll do it faster and better <laughs> and more efficiently. And there's but sometimes there's a satisfaction to doing it yourself, right? Like yes. sometimes, I mean, you know, I, I, I get that too, but you know, re respect the, the, the powers that be, but sometimes it is, it is fun to, to do it yourself. Uh, we have been on for almost an hour now and we do have a couple more questions, so sure. maybe we can get to the next one. Well, by the way, folks, Jeff, uh, lost his internet, uh, his internet connection oh, went down. He's waiting for it to come back up. I don't know if he'll be back with us before we go offline, but, uh, we'll see if we can get him back on before no, we go. Uh, what's a dream project you'd like to take on? There's gotta be that oh, one, like, unicorn. I have, one. <laughs> I, have a, I have a couple, I have a couple. I'll let Wendy go first. All right, let me think for a minute. I know what I know what you're gonna say. So you say okay. that guy. I think for a second. Okay, so my absolute dream cosplay doesn't have to be sponsored. Doesn't have to do do with anything. Just I want to build it over time. Is Amanda Shuin from the Fifth Element? You know the big gold guys. Yeah. Around, and he's like. Uh, time is not important, only life. And he sticks out his finger and the key comes out the finger. I want to have a fully functional, basically set ready cosplay of that. And it'll be enclosed. So I'd have to do like, uh, I don't know if you've seen Adam Savage's, uh, his Totoro costume where he had like, yeah. a camera. Yeah. Stuff, like 
get like a camera have just a going screen, fpv have a basically harness. yep yeah yeah and then have like little uh like little servos and stuff for like the finger and this and that and lights voice alter all everything and then like uh wendy could be like lilu or something or lily can be lilu <laughs> and <laughs> we can have like uh a, a, like a fifth element group cosplay or something i think that would be fun i've always wanted to do that it's for years it's been on my on my list uh i mean why is it on your list why that's one of my favorite sci-fi movies but why has it not been done oh dude what's stopping you what's time. keeping you uh, <laughs> it's always a question of time isn't it yeah it's it's time like i mean like i said last year i spent a lot of time on those trophies and i was going to be done i had a schedule then i broke my arm and then before that we had a baby and now we're having another baby and it's just time i think back to when we didn't have all this stuff and i'm like what do they do with my time what do they do with my time right and i just I, I wish I had the time to do it because I'll I, tell you something as you get older, it doesn't get any better. I mean, the older you get, the quicker that time flies by. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Jen, if we have any other questions. Well, Wendy, uh, what about Wendy's uh, dream cosplay? I'm sure oh, yeah. I, so we never got to that. That's I, right. I have a problem with starting a cosplay because I'll like a few pieces of it mm -hmm. that are like really cool to make. And then I'll make them, and then the rest will just fall apart. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think it. of one. I just have a focus problem. What's um from Marvel Ultimate Alliance with the huge horns? What's her Which name? One? The game we were playing. Which one? Did I, have, I can't remember her name. But I. Are you talking, oh, you're talking about the woman from uh, Thanos's um, Prox Death Squad. Yeah. Proxima, the one. She's like uh, really Proxima tall. Midnight or something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, there's yeah, a version in her in Avengers Ultimate Alliance, and she's got this insane helmet that's huge. And I've always looked at that. I'm like, I want to do that one, but I have no time to do that one. So you should see how many cosplays oh, Wendy has started. I have buckets of 3D prints that I just like. I so, modeled and I printed, but I just never finished them. I'm awful. She like we she played the new version of Final Fan the remake of Final Fantasy VII, and she's like, I'm gonna make uh, what's her name. Oh, Jesse! I have like Jessie, a half-made Jesse. Okay, I would love to finish Jesse. I have she like all stuff, of the modeling and done, and I have like uh, half of the armor printed. <laughs> Nightfall from Final Space. Yeah, helmets done for Nightfall. The, the Chansey armor. I have stuff too. I'm not not, not <laughs> going to dump on Wendy, but like I have stuff that I need to finish too. But uh, I'm thinking I might start pivoting to making just pieces, like really cool masks and helmets and stuff, because I just I don't know what it is. I just can't get through a whole cosplay anymore. I, just, I don't know. Two babies is going to make it hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you uh, when you start making stuff, it's kind of par for the course where you start one thing and then you start another and then you start yeah. another and then you realize, oh shit, I got ten projects in the go and I haven't finished one yet. Yeah. That's... I just sometimes I look back at the ones we have finished and I'm like, where did I get that time and that drive to finish this all the way through? Like, it's yeah. just, it's it's you have to like work when the, like it hits. You could just guess, yeah, like these Ooh. guys. Like, oh, that's still one of my. That's still probably my favorite we, build. We worked our asses off on these ones. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish I could have that drive to finish one like this right now. Yeah. All of the fire has been added on in post, right? 
<laughs> yeah, but they're at the candles. I can shoot they real cartoon fire out of my they eyes. Were, yeah. They were actually little, um, they were little tea light candles that yes. had a remote. Yeah. It would have been cool to do with real candles one day. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it might be a little yeah. dangerous, but you know, <laughs> just for a yeah. photo shoot or something, would be cool. It, I mean, it's it's already pretty dope. Oh, this is amazing as well. Oh yeah. So the best thing about this one, like these two Diablo costumes, it actually took us almost a year to make them, um, is I love Diablo 3. I played oh, I played the original Diablo back in the 90s when it first came out. I played mm. the crap out of the entire Diablo franchise. And I would play and play and play, and I'm like, Wendy, play with me. And she's like, yeah, I'll play a little bit, but she never really played. And then I showed her some of the, what I wanted to make, the Crusader, and she's like, oh, that's cool. And she's like, I want to, I want to find something to make too. So we started <laughs> playing. So I, I made her play with me to earn the armor because that was the loot reward for that season. Um, so she had to earn the loot reward. So we actually <laughs> got to play through the game together, um, through Diablo three, and then she earned it. And then we used screenshots from that to make these, which was pretty fun. I feel like the next Diablo is going to have a ton of cool stuff that we could pick up on. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I, I was, found that early. Yeah. That'd be cool. Those armors, what are they mostly? Are they mostly foam? Uh, like it's foam. It's all foam. Most of it's 3D printed. Is it really? Well, yours, the Crusader, is like the the chest, and he's got like this hip armor. Yeah, can you pull and, it back up? Yeah. The Crusader. Um, so the, the, the big flash pieces, so the helmets, the mask, the the top the candles the shoulder pauldrons those candles the head of the hammer uh the, f what was the, oh, the elbows the knee pads the hips all the skull stuff all that's 3d printed and modeled um the chest piece um the bicep pieces like the forearm pieces those are foam mm -hmm. um, one of the hardest things about that was to actually match the foam to the 3d print because mm -hmm. 3d prints are a lot more sharp and crisp you get detail yeah. so yeah. i had to soften the edges a bit and then for the foam work both wendy and i split the foam work on this um actually the neck piece is also foam uh we had to make sure those were more sharp and crisp than we usually do because we usually like to bevel the ed edges a bit so we had to match it up so it didn't look like that's obviously foam and that's obviously right PLA. That was half the fun too, right? Is how are those shoulder how? pauldrons? Like, how are they? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. They look like they're floating in midair. Okay, well, so they float um, in the game. So do they really? Okay, in the game they actually float. And having worked on a few Blizzard projects, Blizzard physics or game physics is not real world physics. Um, there's actually fun to uh, figure out how to do. I, I basically have a fiberglass harness that I made. I made it. To, um, I had a bust I made of myself and I made a fiberglass front and back plate um, with like a metal lining. And then I have these metal shoulder pads underneath those shoulder pads, like directly on my shoulders. Yeah. And they're tied to the harness. And then I have these pieces of, um, I'd say about three or four mil, maybe four millimeter aluminum bars. And they're strapped to these or bolted to these shoulder pads. And then they go up and they go around the inside and they kind of hug the inside of the print and on the inside of the print i modeled in these slots to glue in like 16 bolts <laughs> uh and then so it's bolted onto these wow that's quite the rig 
bounces yeah. quite a bit when you walk to this. But I did extensive testing on it to make sure they could bounce and handle it and everything. Um, I actually 3D printed the 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 aluminum uh, brackets. I actually printed it and then I got the aluminum to match it and make sure it's the exact angle and the exact curve to match that and uh, as a, like a template and uh, did it that way. But it was fun to figure out because I tried it different ways before and it did not work out. So I came across, I came to that conclusion, I guess. I will say like a, a rule of thumb for like these big builds that we do is usually like anything on the arms is 3D printed, the legs is 3D printed, shoulders and the helmet is almost always 3D printed. And then all the body stuff will be foam. Like torso. It's so hard to move. So and it's always clanking and hitting and, and, and like rubbing against each other. So mm -hmm. that's kind of how we keep it. Yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense. Do you guys have mm -hmm. access to being able to 3D scan yourselves? Um, when you're modeling things like that, you're modeling them to your bodies. We well, we had a friend who scanned our heads for us, and then we measured our bodies and we modeled a rough approximation. <laughs> um, oh, rip that helmet! Yeah, we lost that's, that. That's, one. That, that's the helmet that got stolen at Fan Expo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it really? Dude, it's such a that's nice on helmet. the list of cosplays that I was just. After it was gone, I was so discouraged. I'm like, I don't want to work on this it anymore. It was so much work. So Wendy actually modeled that wolf head. Um, so we got a bunch of different concepts uh, thrown together. And then she came up with the final concept and modeled that. And then I went in and prepped it uh, for printing and added little things like the head gem and the, the jaw pieces and stuff like that. And but even this one, we printed it a little big, even though we have our head scans. Because like mm -hmm. you have your hair and then you kind of model things really close to your head, which is always a mistake. So we always make it a little bigger and that's too big or then like it's too small. So we usually get it right. But this guy was actually printed maybe 10% too big. Yeah. So I, I already scaled him down and I'm ready to print him smaller, but I just don't have the drive anymore. Maybe when the new show comes out, because the new show is coming out supposedly later this year. Uh, I don't know for Netflix, the live action. Um, I just start selling the model, and then yeah. <laughs> someone else can print it. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys do any of that selling some of the models that you guys make? We've done a few. I've had this idea forever just to get all of our models and put them on our website, or do like a Patreon, and each month you get a model or something, and it's just yeah. And it's just never happened. <laughs> I would love to do that because we have yeah. like built up a pretty big library of, of models. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You totally should. And they're I all 100% ready to print. So, yeah, no, that's amazing. Mm. But occasionally, amazing. someone will ask us. We had a couple people ask us about that wolf helmet. And we'll be like, sure, like throw us some cash and <laughs> we'll set you the model. But it's not actually on the website. See, and this is yeah. a perfect example is is when you're modeling these things, you're modeling them to be wearable, right? So you've, you've engineered yeah. all the attachment points, the way you build it, you know, the way it gets put together. It's not just, oh, model me this and you get a model, but it's not meant to be printed or cut or whatever. You engineer it so that it's specifically printable, yeah. but specifically to be wearable, right? So that's... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of the dope. biggest things we have to try and take into account too is not just to be wearable but being able to disassemble and travel with because mm -hmm. we've learned 
I'm sure every cosplayer has learned is if you have like a big piece or something really cool, stuffing that obscurely shaped piece into your car or whatever to go to a con or heaven forbid you have to fly with it, you know, it's, it's such a hassle. So we'll figure out ways to break it down and how we can disassemble it and pack it safely. And so it's not just the engineering of how to print it, but it's also convenience as well and mm -hmm. not just printing a solid object and figuring out how it works and how it packs up. So I reply to Stephen Jones. He's absolutely right. He's saying that too small is a big problem, but too big can be fixed with padding and it can, but then you have this bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> and I have that problem right enormous. now. Yeah. I just printed fixed. a new Revit helmet and it's ginormous. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like I got to reprint bothers this. Me. Like, so yeah. if it's a little big, you can kind of fake it by making everything else a little big to compensate. Mm -hmm. So it's not disproportionately uh, too big. Right. So you don't end up looking like Darth Helmet in right. Spaceballs. <laughs> uh, but uh, it works. But too, too small is never going to work. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the my current helmet, the purple Spooky Boy helmet. <laughs> oh man, I just have a big head, but I printed it and I it fit perfectly in 3D. It fits on my head, but I never took into consideration the opening that was it curves like this. I couldn't get my head through it. Oh uh, yeah. So it would fit on my head if, you if I assembled it. it. If I yeah. assembled it on my head, but then it's not coming off. It, it could fit on Wendy's head. It could fit on our daughter's head. Fit on the dog's, dog's head. head. Yeah, that's the one thing you got to take into account <laughs> when modeling helmets is that, yeah, it fits on your head, but taking it on and off, your head's not going to fit through the opening you modeled. Yeah. So you got to take that into account. So I had to reprint it like 10% or 7% yeah. bigger. But I used that one for, I was making the wig for that cosplay. And I used right. it as a base. <laughs> it's right. similar. You can kind of see it. Yeah, so you can kind of see the wig. There it is. Yeah. Right? There, there, right there. <laughs> awesome. She's the wig back there. Hey guys, uh, we've been on for quite a while now. We're gonna have to go offline, but where can people find you? Like, first of all, do you take any commission work, or? Um, so we used to. Uh, we generally don't take commission work. Uh, we found because spe specifically people want commissions from us for our three D modeling and printing, or just mm -hmm. the modeling and uh 3d modeling is expensive <laughs> mm -hmm. like uh, i mean we worked and still working in this industry in that industry and uh it's very expensive um if it's something that we really like and it's something that we could possibly sell multiple of to help cut that cost then we we we, we might do it but if it's something very niche we'll be like sorry otherwise you're gonna have to pay a lot of money for this um or if it's like a sponsored commission for like a game or a company then yeah sure we'll do that so sponsor us um <laughs> like individual commissions yeah for, for individual players generally, generally don't really do it <laughs> yeah yeah so but yes you can find us uh primarily on instagram that is our main socials i mean we have a twitter but we don't really use it that much. Uh, we have a TikTok, but we're kind of against TikTok now. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We just, I'm not into TikTok. We're not into it. It's, I guess it's a young person's thing. We're 35. Not, nothing against it. <laughs> nothing against it. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not judging people who are on TikTok. That's good for you. But for us, it's just it's basically just not our jam. anything married makers will pop up. 
Yeah. There um, you go. Just search for Married Makers Married online. Makers. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 yeah, every, yeah. We're all over all the socials. place. Facebook, Instagram. Instagram is our primary socials. Like our stories, our updates, mm -hmm. everything's done on, on Instagram and then shared through Facebook through that. Are you guys going to be at Comic-Con at all? Oh, not Comic-Con. Sorry. Fan Expo? Yes. I Well, uh, we have the hotel booked. <laughs> I have the tickets. Um, but there may be talks of us doing something with our sponsor or possibly fan expo. I, I can't go into detail, uh, but we may be doing something with them. If not, I, I have been cooking on an idea that I actually haven't shared with Wendy yet um, <laughs> that I want to do for fan expo possibly that we might do, but we're going to try to make it. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So you're potentially going to have a booth is what you're saying. I'm, I would hope. We're also going to have a three month old baby. So I'm trying to <laughs> ah, figure true, out how we're going to go. <laughs> yeah. I would love to go this year. So we're going to work something out. Bring the baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> First experience. Oh, man. I'm excited to bring our toddler. She would be, she's obsessed with like Studio Ghibli. So I want to do like a Totoro thing with her or something like that. That would be really cool. I would love to bring her in cosplay. Oh, you should. You totally should. Oh, yeah. I mean, they start them young. They'll love it forever. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you so, so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Jeff, it doesn't look like Jeff is, is. I mean, I still can't see him back on the stream. So, unfortunately, I don't think his internet's come back. But, guys, I really appreciate you being on. We have to get together sometime. Uh, yeah. I know you guys are in Barrie. You're about an hour and a half away or so, but we have to get together. Yeah, but you're in uh, Whitby, right? I am Curtis. Oh, Curtis. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, I have family. No, no. Ajax, so, I, well, you were saying that time. one time. So, yeah. yeah so, we got to get together. We're looking at potentially putting together a little event uh, in the area here. So, oh, maybe okay. we'll talk yeah, about that, right. see if we can do something. And uh, we'll, like, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, any final words? Guys, anything anything else you want to pitch? Uh, final thoughts? Um. Uh, motivational uh, words of wisdom. Motivational words, yeah. Um, just if you want to get into modeling or printing, just do it. Just start. start That's somewhere. the hardest thing. Tutorials everywhere. Analysis printers paralysis. Are printers are cheap. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> um, people sometimes they, they find it intimidating. They overanalyze. They try to study too much. They try to say, well, how will I do this? How will I do that? Analysis paralysis. You you just got to do it. Like I told you before with those trophies, I'm like, I'm just going to make a trophy and then I'm going to throw myself in there. You just got to do it. And if you, if you fail, then that's fine. That means you learn because you can't learn without failure. Right. Um, oh, that was pretty wise. right? <laughs> and when you succeed, it's very worthwhile. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. Very cosplay community. That's right. Yeah. Very. <laughs> Words of wisdom coming from Aaron tonight. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just want to. I want to quickly pop into Snowhawk cosplay. Yes. The very cosplay community. I think I was in a bidding war with you on that uh, auction site, the local auction site for a three D printer. Oh, that's uh, very likely uh, it was yeah. him. Yes. Yeah, because well, his handle because like, well, this, this guy will bid you, and I was like, who is this guy? And it said Snowhawk. I'm like, wait a second, I know that. Yeah, and mine that's is Ed. Ed Maker. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. and so we had a bidding war. I don't remember who won. I don't know. <laughs> we won. <laughs> See more words of wisdom. 
Steve Jones, there is no failure, just something learned. There you go. Right. There you go. Sounds That's like it's right. right out of Yoda's mouth. Yeah. And if you guys have any 3D printing questions, anyone out there has 3D printing questions or modeling questions, feel free to reach out. You know, we've, like, I mean, uh, uh, not possible, Rebecca out there, she's, uh, she reached out to us a while back, and now she's printing awesome stuff. Um, I'm not saying it's because of us, but we're happy to <laughs> because help. Because we helped her. It's not because of us. It's just she had some questions. We help her out. You know, we're happy. I can to attest. Help. I ask Aaron stuff all the time. He's always helping him out. <laughs> hey, by the way, thank you so much for sending me that instruction manual. Uh, <laughs> all of the parts are listed. All of the machine screws are there. So I have them all in my in my uh, uh, shopping cart now. I don't just nice. don't know if I'm going to pick them up or if I'm going to order them online, but. You the man, cause I this thing's been in pieces for months, and I need to rebuild it. So I really appreciate it. It's funny because I saw that and I was like, "Oh, I have that one," <laughs> but I just never assembled it. It's not even assembled yet. That printer. Like I told you, if you ever decide you want to get rid of it, we'll see. My dad just saying. I'm trying to get my just dad saying. into 3D printing, so. Well, that's a good plan too. That's a good plan too. Hey guys, I think that's going to be it for this week. I, again, Jeff isn't here, but Jeff, I hope you have a good night. I know the old man has to get up early in the morning. In the meantime, guys, make sure you stay geeky. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now, make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything.